Hey, let me bug you for just a second. Father's Day is coming up this Sunday, and Amazon Prime Day is coming up June 21st and 22nd with Amazon's best prices of the year. Whenever you shop through Amazon for Father's Day or for Amazon Prime Day or any time, please shop through our Amazon store. That's shop.bradandbrit.com. That's shop.bradandbrit.com. Doesn't change the price of anything, and it helps us out. And we thank you for helping us out. Brad and Brit, Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast, our final one for this week. Thank you for coming along with us here. Uh, uh, I, we play this game, but you do it, I do it. And we try to anticipate these stupid whataboutisms yeah. or what they're going to say about everything. Right. Okay. So this is why and I, I think this is a solid one. This is a okay. solid one. You like to bet on this, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, it, it's going to come up. I don't know how long it's going to take, but it's going to come up because now that the Juneteenth, is an official national holiday. Yeah. Um, how is it not possible that based on the fact that for years, I think it's still true in three Southern states that in order to quote, balance off the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, Robert E. Lee's birthday is celebrated. Right. Equally, it's a state holiday, I think, in three or four southern states. So how is it not possible that in today's world, with today's Republican Party, fully and openly populated by racists, haters, the most vile bigots yeah. that you can imagine, just uneducated oafs that with the Juneteenth holiday now in place, although we have the list of the 14 who said, no, not, not good enough, but how is it that not one of those 14 so far has said, well, shouldn't we also make August 20th a holiday? Because that was the day that in 1619, the first slaves arrived in Jamestown for balance, for balance. What do you think? Yeah, fair and balanced. That's fair and balanced. Sense. What do you think? Shoot off fireworks in the Charleston Harbor. Yes, stuff like that. Yes. In, in other words, here, here's the here's the. If you want to go down Snark Highway here, it's okay. If you think 1619, the 1619 project. Okay, your critical race theory is so important. Oh, let's celebrate it. Okay, it was a great. It was the beginning of the anti-union movement, cheap labor. It's something. I, 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 I'm telling you, somebody's going to say something like that. If you've, uh, the, by the way, they're, they're not going to be able to hold I, back. I am happy to say that it was already in, in our city. It was already a holiday for city employees and in, in, in the place where we live. And it was in several places as well. So I'm glad that that was already done. If you don't know the history of Juneteenth, after the Emancipation Proclamation, let's just say the news was kind of slow rolled out to a bunch of black folks, and it took a couple of years for them to actually find out that they were free. And I believe it was like in Texas somewhere, like two years after uh, Lincoln had issued the Emancipation Proclamation, these people in, in, in June were told, oh, by the way, you guys are free. <laughs> There's no more slavery. Well, so that's the history fair. of Juneteenth in, in a just a nutshell. 
Well, Britt, to be fair, Texas is a very large state. <laughs> and, and if you've seen the if you've seen the Tom Hanks film News of the World, it was difficult to have news travel out to different places back in those days. Right. And as you know, even today, even this hour, even this minute, now or whenever in the future you're uh, hearing us speak of this or watching us talk about it, Texas has a crisis with their electricity grid. Oh, God, now, yes. Instead yeah. of instead of it freezing up, now they're not going to have enough electricity uh, for the summer ahead, if not right now, with temperatures uh, way up high. And, of course, whatever they had in place in the last few years, which is getting older, it's deteriorating, all infrastructure in this country is, is fading, or so I've heard. Um, uh, there are a lot more people who have moved to Texas in the last few years. That's They've gained correct. a couple million people. So I'm just guessing that just about all of them are plugging in and trying to access electricity from the same system that is there. And the uh, governor, uh, Governor Greg Abbott, who, boy, that guy is, he is aces. He's the best, isn't he? He's the best. He's good. Right. And in an attempt to play the uh yeah, but what about this? Or distract from that, look over here. Uh, instead of addressing this right now, he's come out with this cockamamie plan. I'm sure you've heard this, that he wants private citizens to finish the wall, to pay yes. for the wall. I that did see not that. not going to be paid for by the federal government. In other words, or as I like to say it, I would have headlined it this way if I was giving you a choice of stories here. Um in Texas, the word paywall doesn't mean what it does everywhere else. What do you mean? <laughs> different meaning There's a paywall. We are, for those of you that are watching, and as you're listening, you can't see this. We're displaying a headline from KXAN television. Governor Greg Abbott downplays electric grid concerns as Texans are told to conserve. That's, uh, that's his message. Now, which American president was basically made to look like a boob because he told people to conserve? And it was made fun of and pilloried and vilified and whipped endlessly for being told to conserve back in the 70s. I think you remember this, right? Put a sweater on and turn your thermostat down. And they told Jimmy Carter, ah, oh, shut up, you emasculated turd. I'm an American. Well, but the, that, that, those are different circumstances. And mm -hmm. it was really unfair to go after Carter then because was. this wasn't a case of, this wasn't a case of uh, if we didn't conserve or turn our thermostats down a couple degrees, you know, the electricity grid was going to melt down. It was a different, it, it was about conservation That's or right. conservation's sake for saving, you know, the environment. This is different. This is a state that, that clearly is completely out of control in terms right. of its environment, natural resources and the ability to generate enough power for the uh, population, which probably go, grows by a couple thousand people every day, right? Isn't that how you... Sure. Well, a lot of those... Yeah, look, yeah, it's a couple thousand people move to Texas every day, so... A lot of those folks are coming from California, and, and California, to be fair, has had its history of brownouts, but I'm not hearing any problems with California right now. I'm hearing a lot of problems with Texas. That's what I'm hearing Oh, right don't now, worry, right? Britt. Brit, the, fi the fires haven't started burning yet in California. <laughs> don't worry. Don't, do, do not use that as the measuring stick for... 
I just uh, love I just Texas love that the Joe Spartan. I just love that the Joe Rogan contingent of people who are like fuck California sex blah 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 I'm moving to Texas. Well, guess what, motherfuckers, you ain't got no power, so suck it. Maybe you should ask you to stay in California and pay a couple extra bucks in taxes, assholes. That's that's just my take on it. That's my hot take. That's how I feel. I Although Joe Rogan this week you may have seen this, has come out in favor of saying, you know, I think we kind of need this January 6th commission. He was talking to a couple of people, including that crystal ball chick, and, and, and one other guy goes, oh, it was some Republican, you know, counter offer. No, it's just going to dominate the news cycle. We don't need a January 6th commission. It'll just it'll just suck. The, it'll be, a, and this is what they compare it to now. This is what the Republicans, you've heard this. It'll just be like Benghazi, just a big time waster. Motherfucker, you guys did that. That was yours. You're now admitting that you dragged us through six years of bullshit over Benghazi, and now that's your example of why you don't want a January 6th commission? Well, the, the fact is Benghazi was an absolute, complete, total waste of time, but that has nothing to do with the fact that this would not be a waste of time and that this is an important subject that should be investigated and i would think right now the people who should want an investigation more than anyone are the tucker carlson conspiracy theorist false flag don't they want to know don't they want to know what happened i would think yeah if, if it was it wasn't an italian satellite using a jewish space laser uh which by the way it makes sense because, remember, in New York City in the early part of the 20th century, there was a lot of Italians and a lot of Jews who lived close to each other. And here it is 100 years later, and they get together, and they got the technology rocking there to put up a satellite with a space laser to be able to target voting machines all over the United States and change election results. I want an investigation into that, and I would think that the— the uh, people who support that idea and that Donald Trump was robbed because of this conspiracy, they you can't just claim it was a conspiracy and that Trump was robbed and not then not want to find out how and why Trump was robbed. Isn't there a little bit of a contradiction there when they do that? Brent? Yeah, just what are you afraid bit? of? What are you afraid of? You're so certain that it was either Antifa, the FBI, like you say, Italian spy satellites, Hugo Chavez. I, I don't know how many. I, I, could I? Who? Yeah. What are you afraid of? Why wouldn't you want some sort of? Oh no, it'll be a deep state investigation. It won't get to the truth. But maybe if we had somebody like Alex Jones, maybe if he was investigating that asshole, one of those assholes the other day, that Gosar guy, he was able to enter some sort of bullshit investigation and report about. Um, about Ashley Babbitt being laid, laid in the weeds and shot by an officer, he was able to uh, insert that into the record without objection. Like, it's in the record. It's in the congressional record from, you know, uh, IHateMyMama.com or whatever the hell, some stupid-ass site that investigated it. Uh, if I may, counselor, Yeah. if I may uh, add to your case and add to the concept that this kind of complete fantastical bullshit this total perversion of truth this uh, inability to uh, face what is going on by these people remember that was picked up expropriated twisted and turned into the russian language by vladimir putin in geneva yep. on thursday 
because yep. he actually used the name Ashley Babbitt. Now, he can say the name Ashley Babbitt, but he can't say the name of his political opponent, who he is jailing and trying to, to uh, murder. Can't say that name, but he picked up on the, uh, the death of Ashley Babbitt on January 6th and uh, compared that to what is going on with Navalny, that, that they're both equal political protesters who, who must be dealt with. And if you're going to deal with Ashley Babbitt that way, because you went out and murdered her on purpose, it was a plot, then I have ever, you know, it's, it's so, this is exactly, this is the Steve Bannon playbook. It is. Winning all the way. This is causing complete information confusion among people predisposed to want to believe what they can't see or what they can see or what they can hear. And they want to disbelieve it because you have bad actors, bad actors. That's a kind way of uh, portraying Tucker Carlson or, or Vladimir Putin. And uh, you notice what they've tried to do. They're, they're, they're trying their best to turn this one around. And we're not on the side of the Russians. We're not parroting Russian propaganda and they're not picking it up and saying it. No, no, it's the Democrats that are on the side of the Russians. Uh, Joe Biden laid down for Putin. He was totally yeah. He, he, right. I love that. Right, as opposed to the guy that stood there, you know, three years ago and said, "Well, Putin said he didn't interfere in the election. I believe him." Uh, th that strength and what Joe Biden did yesterday in that was weakness. And they're going to keep pounding this. They're going to keep going at it and going at it and going at it. And, you know, we must resist. We must resist. There's a, you know, you had that article that you shared, that piece you shared from Dana Milbank the other day about other people that are challenging uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene as being gigantic assholes in the Republican Party. And there were a lot of folks coming in from the outside and all that stuff. I, I think my favorite guy this week has got to be this Thomas Massey guy from Kentucky. In addition, he was one of the guys that voted against Juneteenth. And in saying so, he said it would divide America. Certain Americans would choose either to celebrate their Independence Day on June the 19th or the 4th of July. We're very divisive for America. That was his argument. Um, and then he voted against giving medals to police for service in the Capitol riot, uh, Representative Thomas Masseyton. So he's, he's, he's one of those guys, again, not a guy that you hear a lot about. From time to time, he kind of pops up, but he's really making a name for himself. He is the what, Brad and Brit asshole of the week. Right. What, what was his reasoning for saying that he's not going to vote to give medals to the Capitol Police for their gonna, for the I'm, for the way they uh, acted on on January sixth? Because that's, that's a headline. You got to know why. He's got to give a reason why. You can't just say because it would cost there too has much. To be a reason. Um, CNN reported Massey said he depicts what happened in January as an insurrection and also refers to the Capitol as the temple of our American democracy. There are pending cases or trials right now, indictments against people, and I think if we call it an insurrection, it could have a bearing on their case, Massey told CNN. <laughs> if they just wanted yeah. to give the police recognition, they could have done it without trying to make it partisan. That's Thomas well, Massey's, uh, that's his thought. Right, so they should have just called it a, a tourist visit gone awry that would be a little bit more neutral in its approach language wise is that what he wants oh, mm -hmm. God. <laughs> it's a, so he doesn't he wants to make sure that we give these people fair trials and he's very concerned about that brad and that's why he doesn't want 
anything to interfere in that. Well, they're here. They are. They are among us, and and uh, we're clearly going to be dealing with this. You know, probably forever. I don't know how this goes in in the other direction. I mean, let's let's just play a game here for a moment, just for a second here. Let's say that um, something happened to Donald Trump tomorrow, and uh, he passed from the scene. If he disappeared tomorrow what would change in our politics if he just was was gone and was not looming as an actual person i mean we fully understand that he has left behind or would have left behind this complete dismantling of of truth and facts and the game plan of truly dividing the country against itself and us versus them. And it's not as if it wasn't kind of in place before he came along, but of course he turbocharged it. He, you know, he, he, he souped it up, got elected president and uh, you know, in the tailback position was Mitch McConnell ready to, to run right through the line there with, with all his, his dirty work. But if Trump was gone tomorrow, Trump was gone tomorrow. Um, would anything be changing in our politics? Because it, no. it, it would, but it would take it. Would, it would take out this this fear that enough Republicans have had of actually being not endorsed by Trump by having their opponents endorsed by Trump in primaries. That would be gone. He he would be gone, and that just might be enough on the margins to, to uh, allow the Republican Party to, and I can't even believe I'm going to use this word, slightly normalize itself away from what it is. That doesn't mean they wouldn't just be the old crazy-ass Republican Party that we knew and hated before Trump came along, which is what we're kind of hoping. Gee, I wish we could have that old shitty Republican Party. The new shitty one. <laughs> Right. Uh, right. No, but the Ron DeSantis's and the Greg Abbott's of the world have have seen the light. Absolutely. They'll carry the they'll carry it forward. They're not him. They're not as effective as communicators, but they're pretty big assholes. They're fairly well, big assholes. Right. But but that, that's the point. You know, after Reagan, there were no more Reagans. He, he yeah. was a singular character from 40 years ago. There was never another guy like him. And uh, uh there's not going to be another Bill Clinton. There's not going to be another Obama and there's not going to be another Trump. Now you could argue, yeah, there's going to be something worse than Trump. I get that because you know, the big fear is that somebody corrals all the uh, demagogic tendencies and, and uh, ability to just lie with impunity uh, that Trump has had. And they're a lot smarter they, they they really did go to law school at, at, at Harvard or Stanford and they really sure. know the ropes and they know what they're saying while they're saying it, as opposed to Trump, who, uh, as we look back in uh, great fondness over what he said, yeah, just so much of it was just verbal vomit. <laughs> it just meant nothing. It, it, it really meant nothing, but it did speak to a certain segment of the country but but no one will be like that again and you you can see it right now in real time as as these candidates try to 
to, uh, you know, copy that and, and it can't be done. And thank God it can't be done. It's a, he's a singular one-off character in American history, I think. But it feels it feels like this movement continues to to move on. And like I said, the, the, the DeSantis and the Greg Abbott's and the Josh Hawley's and the Ted Cruz's of the world, there's going to be at least some sort of they won't have the the charisma, if you will, of a Donald John Trump senior, but they still the message will continue on. It may have a little bit lesser of a messenger, but it'll still be there. They've seen the light with this with this nativism shit and this all all of this stuff, this this uh, culture war stuff. They, they can't give it up. It's like crack to these guys. Well, because at a certain level, we know it's it's worked and it, it, it continues to work with uh, with a lot of people. There was a Supreme Court ruling today, a seven to two ruling, uh, seven to two, not even close. And uh, the Supreme Court said, God damn it. Fuck you, Republicans. Stop with the trying to overturn Obamacare bullshit. I mean that would be my my uh, my my takeaway, and and this was seven to two. It was so definitive. It was so definitive that remember, so the three liberals, uh, Sonia Sotomayor and Elena Kagan and Stephen Breyer, were joined by Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett, Chief Justice Roberts, and Clarence Fucking Thomas. Wow, <laughs> that, that's your seven. That's wow. your seven. Right. And so you have uh, uh, Alito and uh, who's the other one? Uh, uh, Spanky. <laughs> what, what, whoever the, the ninth guy. Zeppo or Gummo. I can't never no, remember. Gorsuch. It's, Gor- it's, oh, uh, it's Gorsuch. Gorsuch and, and Alito were the were the two. So that that's a pretty definitive smacking down of these Republican attorneys general and, and states that it, they just keep trying. They You want to talk about continuing to take a bite at the apple. They keep doing it. And uh, uh, I'm not a big sports fan, but I hear that in baseball, three strikes and you're out. Okay, this is three decisions in a row. And this third one was a 110-mile-an-hour fastball that you couldn't even get the bat off your shoulder to take a swat at. Just get off. Just get out of the batter's box and go home. (laughs) home. Get out. Take a shower. Get out of here. Right, right. So surely this um, means this will be the last challenge we ever see this in the court. Of course Right, but that's exactly what I meant because I understand that people do uh, assume that the Supreme Court is the final uh, arbiter in our um, uh, a system that has uh, three branches. Who was who was it that uh, was asked what are the three branches of government? And they said uh, the uh, the House, the Senate, and the President. Some idiot. <laughs> it sounds like a Sarah Palin, but it's not her. It yeah, sounds like one of those. That's funny though. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. That's cute. Seven uh, to two. So we, we're finally done, and, and Obamacare will never be challenged again because the Republicans have learned their lesson that they cannot win, even when they put a well, bunch of conservatives on the court. Well, but Brit, Brit, uh, uh, what you're you're leaving out, and. Uh, I don't mean to uh, attack you or insult you, but sure. as you know, D- Donald Trump has a health care plan <laughs> that he's going to be revealing in two weeks. He's going to be rolling it out, and Republicans all across the country will be able to run in 2022 on his great plan, the one that that he, in, in just two weeks. If Can you just hang on, okay? How many times did he say that? Many times. Many- and it was, I, it was like, I'm still waiting for infrastructure week. I'm still waiting for that to happen. Right. 
Right. And if there is a, an infrastructure piece of legislation passed, Trump will be uh, seething about that. He'll say, why isn't it called the Donald Trump uh, infrastructure rebuild America uh, law? Exactly. Because he'll, he'll claim he was the first person to notice that the bridges were falling down, the highways were fucked up, and we didn't have internet access for tens of millions of people. He'll, he'll claim that. Because apparently he's seething and is pissed off over everything that that's happening right now. I mean, I, I guess he just lost his mind on uh, uh, Wednesday night. Uh, he did an hour with Hannity and just oh, yeah. bitched for an hour uh, about Biden and 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 Putin and you know this this is the usual grievance fest. Uh, My favorite is when I he does this. I watched about two minutes of it. That was enough for me. My favorite of those is when he just goes off on Hannity and he just tries to get him like in line for a commercial break or something and he just can't corral him because no. he's just Brit, too Brit. wild. That, Brit, Brit, that was 60 minutes of commercial free music with no interruptions. <laughs> we don't need Not even we a weather forecast. No traffic, no weather, no nothing. Just Trump, Trump, Trump for 60 minutes. No. We don't need we don't need no stinking commercials. We got Donald Trump the whole time. I love it when he tries to do that. He, and Hannity tries to put a lasso around that wild stallion, but he never can. It's like the he funniest try thing. Anymore. He just kind of lets try. him go. Uh-huh. He's not going to do any better. There's nothing you can add, Sean. Just get the fuck out of the way. That is your job for the 60 minutes is to get the fuck out of the way because we don't want to hear from you. We want to hear from the man. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Any ongoing uh, stuff about the trip to Russia? I know it's being portrayed as a disaster in some places. This is the headline for Mediaite. Kaylee McEnany blasting Biden's scripted talking points, hitting, hitting Trump on foreign soil that he never said. So apparently Joe Biden is now <laughs> responsible for stuff that he never actually said on foreign soil. <laughs> I mean, it's beyond predictable, right? Well, just objectively speaking, and uh, if we're anything here, we're objective, right? We don't bring Mm -hmm. any biases to our comments. Uh, Just the fact that, you know, he didn't come out there in a clown suit, okay? Right. And, and and start drooling all over himself like Trump would do or push people out of the way or you know, Joe Biden knew how to act like an adult. He knew how to act like a president. He, he you know, the, the contrast between him and uh, the town oaf who was there for four years uh, on these foreign trips is enough and should be enough for for everybody to uh, breathe a sigh of relief. Uh, what they're going to say about Biden over on Fox is it, it you know obviously it's largely predictable, it's not relevant, it's not accurate, it's full of shit. It's uh trying to it it is so filled with deliberate disremembering of what happened the last four years that again it's just not discussable uh, y- you would think you would think that uh trump was just this master diplomat representing our country for four years every boy every time he left this country we could all just sit back and, and live our lives and not worry because daddy had our best interests in heart at, at heart no matter where he went whether it was uh, uh china or Europe or the middle it was Don Trump no no we're wondering what kind of stupid thing he was going to do 
to embarrass us, put us in a bad position, or which dictator on this trip, that trip, was he going to suck up to? Uh, who was he going to make it clear he was beholden to in one way or another? And that was Putin, Putin, Putin. And boy, you could hear the the kind of bizarre nostalgia for for Trump that Putin had, but not really, <laughs> because Putin, if anything, is not stupid. I mean, he he knew what an idiot Trump was. He knew how easy it was to play him. And one day, the history books, it will be revealed what he's had on Trump all these years to be able to get him to be standing five feet away from him at a podium after a meeting that we've never ever to this day seen the minutes of. We've never seen the readout. Remember, mm. the the uh, interpreter's notes were burned at the stake. They were they were shredded so that we couldn't see what the two of them said to each other. But one day, one day we will find out. Everything leaks out eventually. Uh, I hope we're around to see what was what was said there. And to uh, contrast that with um, what Joe Biden did, which he went in there, he said, is I want this, this should be this way, this should be that way. And the idea that, well, it was a failure because Vladimir Putin didn't agree to release Navalny. He didn't agree that uh, there would never be any cyber attacks again. He didn't agree. He, you know, That's a failure. As if anybody on earth was going to get Putin to admit to anything about anything. That that wasn't the point. No. That was never the point. But in the case of Trump, Trump never even brought these things up. Trump never did anything. So now we've got the ambassadors back at each other. It was about uh, it was all about personal flattery and backslapping with with Trump and Putin. He wanted him to like him so much. He wanted to sit at the cool table in the cafeteria so badly that he would do anything. It didn't matter, right? Yeah, I, I just think it was a. It, it, I think it looks even better now that Putin went first, Biden went second with the press conferences afterwards because. Uh, Putin had to, to stand there and take it from uh, some of the questioning by some of the American reporters, especially Rachel Scott of uh, ABC, who just got in his face and uh, said, what, what the hell are you afraid of? You know, how come people keep dying? How come people keep falling out of windows? How come every opponent of yours ends up dead? What's up with that? It's just bad luck. That's all it is. Right. It's just bad luck. Bad luck. Yeah. And, and he doesn't have to listen to that very often. The only other time he gets that kind of treatment is, you know, he does that end of the year press conference. You see it like, you know, December 26th or something. Right, right. And he sit, he does sit there for four hours. Right. Putin, and he does take shit. It isn't just from Russian. And then the people who ask him tough from, questions are then killed. Yeah, they do ask him. To, but but yeah. he's he's been in the gig for 20 years. So there's nothing that you can say to him that will rattle him. And he's good at uh, he's good at fending the shit off, but uh, it's still much better for an American president to at least lay down the markers and say, you know, don't do this. And then if he does it, uh, then you have to figure out what the hell we're going to do. I mean, if there are a bunch more cyber attacks after he's named what fifteen or sixteen specific kinds of targets that shouldn't be um, attacked, you know, water systems, financial assets uh, you know the colonial pipeline all those things if if that happens then you know we have to decide what we're going to do but you know we certainly don't want an escalating 
not so cold cyber war of back and forth, shutting each other's electrical systems down or, or, or starving each other. Out. You know, we can't have that, which it would be ironic if, you know, we had a, a cold war that involved nuclear weapons pointed at each other with mutually assured destruction. And we actually got through that without shooting any nuclear weapons at each other from the end of World War II. Right after that, Russia gets the gets the bomb. I think they got it in 47 or 48, something like that. And it, that ran all the way through. And, and you know, what whatever was done, cooler heads were prevailing. And you just wonder whether we're going to get the same cooler heads prevailing here because in its own way, this can be just as destructive that's nuclear weapons. It's just, uh, and by the way, Texas is doing a good job on itself. Okay? Yeah, you, we don't need anybody help. Yeah, <laughs> we don't right. need they, any they help. They can shut down their own electricity grid without any Russian help. So here's what's uh, here's the the headline on. This is what FoxNews.com looks like right now. This is the Supreme Court decision they want you to know about. Supreme Court has side with with Catholic foster agencies' right to exclude same-sex couples from their program, Brad. They can look at a gay couple and go, no, you may not adopt this child. And thank God uh, that decision came down. That's the one that the folks at Fox News want you to know about. Very you important know, so, stuff. You know, uh, th- that, n- that was a, a, a non-surprising no, it wasn't. Uh, 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 decision, and it was nine to nothing. Okay, yeah. So this isn't a uh, you know, liberal conservative split. And I, I think the interesting part of it, I think I'm right about this. They haven't even had any actual cases where the Catholic had to say no to a gay or lesbian couple. You know, but so it could happen. These, it, right. It's a theoretical case. It might happen. Um, so, okay. Just in case those damn gays want to start adopting babies. Yeah. We can't let that exactly. happen. <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, in, in general, the Catholic uh, charities do... You know, they really do great work. I, and, I agree. Uh, you can you can kind of kind of separate Catholic charities out from the shit that the Catholic Church seems to sanction or has sanctioned for apparently hundreds of years. Hey, was uh, uh was, was Shim Beckler era. Catholic? Does anybody check on that or not? I just want to take a look real quick. If he's well, if he if he wasn't, he should have been. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's not. It's not funny. God damn it! He should have been. I apologize. It doesn't sound Schembechler. That doesn't, that doesn't sound very Catholic to me. I don't know. Um, and this, I just learned at the FoxNews.com. This makes me kind of sad. One of the stars of one of my favorite shows when I was a child, Frank Bonner, who played the immortal Herb Tarlick on WKRP in Cincinnati, is dead. The man who made white belts fashionable, Brad. I I thought he was dead for a while. Did I? Well, they're well. Fox just got around to finding it out. They just think he just died. He was fantastic. Yeah, he was. Uh, according to TMZ, passed away peacefully Wednesday um, with Louis body dementia, which sounds dreadful, and I feel awful for his family. Uh, a wonderfully smarmy uh, salesman. He had many great episodes on on there where he was spotlighted. Him and his wife, Lucille. You remember Lucille? His dreadful wife. <laughs> she was just the worst. <laughs> they had an episode on there where Peter Marshall hosted this kind of reality TV thing where they took a look behind the, the Tarlick's marriage. And it's one, of, it's one of the funniest things you will ever see in your entire life. So very sad to hear that uh, Herbert R. Tarlick Jr. is no longer with us. By the way, his well, father on that show was 
His father on that show was portrayed by the great Burt Parks. Burt Parks wow. played Herbert R. Tarlick Sr. on that show. Uh, will he be buried in one of those fantastic sport coats that he used to wear? <laughs> one of the great sport coats with the white belt and the perfect teeth. Yeah. yeah. Any other, any other uh, closing thoughts that you might have on the trip over to Russia or anything else that happened no. this week as we look through? I think. Uh, no. no, I don't care anymore. So I don't care on. anymore either. <laughs> No, Drink no, a. No. And by the way, I, I I was right, I was correct. Okay. The more important press conference yesterday was held by Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. Well, yeah, we can get into that. By Putin, and uh, you know that 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 will affect me more than than uh, what those two guys said. So. So the take the takeaway from the Powell press conference, from what I what I've heard, and because I didn't listen to it directly, but I've read several reports, they think inflation is con- going to continue to be a problem this year. It's going to slow down next year. It looks like the interest rates are going to stay really slow for at least the next couple of years. Did I get that right? Is that essentially the takeaway? Yes. Everything is correct about what you said, unless it isn't. <laughs> but see, it's so- everything is subject to change. But uh, uh, to be to be fair, all right, I'm going to be really, really fair here. Uh, so far, the best appointment that Donald Trump made while he was president was Jay Powell to be the Federal Reserve Chairman. Well, it's not yes, even close. But, but he bitched about He's it constantly the, and threatened him to fire him every Brit, other hour. The, Brit, 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 that's <laughs> proof that the guy was good. Oh, I, I have no question. About about I know if Donald Trump doesn't like you and thinks you're doing a shitty job, exactly. you're probably pretty good at what of you course. do. That, that's true. Absolutely. I give you that. <laughs> I give you all that. No, no, no. It, it, and it's true. And, and cause remember, this is an appointment that is divorced after it occurs from political pressure and how every time Trump would open his fat mouth, Powell made it very clear that Trump should shut the fuck up. It's not his gig. Not yeah. what it's all about. Right. He's not a politician. Jerome Powell's not a politician. He's not, you know, he hasn't changed his point of view now because there's a different president there. He no. didn't change his point of view because the president in place now is not the guy who appointed him. Right. Although it'll be Biden's job to reappoint him, I think, next year, uh, if he if he chooses to. And there's no reason to think that uh, that, that Biden would uh, not really. Why, why wouldn't he? I mean, the guy, the guy's survived hell. I mean, for God's sake. What is about he, surviving hell? It's that he's made, he has essentially made the right call just about all the way through. And uh, the decision, whether you like it or not, to keep interest rates really, really low, to keep the uh, economy from collapsing into a puddle of mud. Mm hmm. A byproduct of which was, you know, to uh, uh, boost prices of uh, of securities and, and and stocks and the like. Um, that's turned out so far to be the correct call, and it, it continues to be correct until it's not. Well, until it, you know, it all goes to shit in one hour. I understand just, that, but 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 so no. far, you know, he's he's the one that said he's the one that said that we've got deflation in this country. We've got deflation, and we can keep interest rates low because of that right. indefinitely. And that was well we need before people. the pandemic. And then things change. And you know what? 
he's still at one level sticking to the, even though there's a lot of inflation, there's still, I think, this is my opinion, there's still an embedded deflationary bias to technology that is still so strong. Yeah. It makes everything so much more efficient. In general, I agree. Um, that's that's true. That, 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 and you can't quantify that numerically. It just but you do. You just do is. as an economy. You do need people over the next couple of years to buy houses. You do pe- need people to try to start businesses. So that's another reason to keep interest rates low. To borrow money to do that stuff. You need people but who are going he, to be risk takers and do things. He has said, and think about this. He's the first guy in your lifetime or mine that even at a moment like this, he is saying his priority is to get people back to work, to get the unemployment rate back down. Right. And you've never had a Federal Reserve person going back, as long as I can remember, know who they are, who would say that because uh, most of them right now in this position would be saying, we are very, very concerned about inflation. And if inflation runs a little hot, then there won't be any jobs. So we're going to raise interest rates today to head that off. That was the conventional wisdom. That was and a knee Powell jerk. Himself, yeah. Powell himself uh, made that mistake a couple years ago and he pulled it back. He reined it back in and he said, I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. Right. And we'll see. He, You know what? He could be wrong. Uh, obviously, nobody knows anything. We know that. But if you're right. able to be effective at that job with the worst president ever cock-blocking you six ways till Sunday, of course. I mean, Joe Biden would be an idiot to say, no, nah, we're, we're going to try to look for somebody else. I mean, he's, he's effective at what he does. He's very good at what he does. And he, through the worst of circumstances and through having Donald Trump trying to, you know, bitch slap him all the time, he was able to be effective. So, I mean, he he's... He doesn't. He's not going to get a lot of credit. He's one of the heroes of this whole situation for sure. I know the economy isn't what it should be, and there are a lot of people that are still out of work. But he kind of held the center through this entire thing. He should be giving some credit for that. I think. Oh, he's getting credit. He he he's getting credit. Uh, but you know, at, at some point, everything does change. But we don't know when that is. Uh, we don't know when things are going to. Uh, turn. We don't know when people are going to stop buying homes. We don't know when uh, they're going to start making a lot of cars again, and then there'll be too many cars, and the price of cars will will drop back down a little bit, and the car dealers will be dealing again. Right now, they yeah. don't have to deal because they don't have enough cars to sell. We don't. We never know when those moments are actually going to happen out in the future. So you do the best you can, and I, uh, I'm okay. I'm okay with what. Uh, what he's done in that particular area. But then, uh, as you know, I'm part of the ruling investor class and I cannot identify with the normal human people. (laughs) You coastal elite son of a bitch. I'm a coastal coastal elite, right? I'm a coupon clipper. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So uh, any, anything else here? Uh, I, I, I dare, I dare not bring up. I don't know if you saw it. I only saw it on the media. I the fucking Madison Cawthorn story. Oh God! I'm like, I gotta Did look. Did you at see this. this? No, I haven't seen oh. what he's done lately. Oh my God! This is the representative from Western North Carolina. He has the the spot that that uh, Mark Meadows used yeah. to have. Yeah. Uh, 
Here Madison Cawthorn says, Aren't, go, go ahead. Uh, here's his reasoning as to why Americans armed with guns would be able to topple a tyrannical government. He said, the Second Amendment is not written for sporting. The Second Amendment is so that if a tyrannical government ever wants to rise up, we can stop them. And if anybody ever wants to say, oh, well, you know what? Citizens with a few small arms fire would never be able to stop the federal government. I absolutely disagree. This is Cawthorn speaking. Ask the Viet Cong how they handled the Marines and the Army in Vietnam. Full stop. Okay. There are a lot of things. There are a lot of things that you can say about the Vietnam War. Okay. <laughs> there, there, are, there are a lot of things that were done wrong, bad decisions. Uh, uh, one of them was not that the United States Marines sucked and the Viet Cong beat them because they sucked. Okay. Mm -hmm. There were a thousand and one political reasons why we lost that war, why we couldn't win it. But to try to make the leap from the year 2021 in Washington, D.C., the federal government, the U.S. Capitol, and a bunch of whack jobs, and equate the what U.S. Capitol Police to the United States Marines, who would be overcome by a bunch of people who think that Donald Trump had the election stolen from him and therefore were attacking the Congress, trying to stop it from fulfilling the electoral college duties as spelled out in the Constitution, that those are the Viet Cong of this story? Do I have this matched up right, the way he's trying to do this? Sounds like they're, it. They're, they're, the, they're the insurgents. They're the Viet Cong. Okay? So we know the Viet Cong ended up so winning the war, driving the Americans to, to pull out, and we kind of lost the war. We actually did lose the war. So that makes Donald Trump Ho Chi Minh, <laughs> okay? That would make Donald Trump the Ho Chi Minh of this story. Um, and Madison, oh, what can you say? Just he's a, shut he's up. A He's on the side of the well, communists. Whose side are you on? Yes, yeah. whose side are you on? He's on the side of the communists, and Fox News apparently loves Vladimir Putin. So, yeah, again, it, it seems slightly un-American to me, but again, I'm a coastal elite bastard, too, and I went to a college and stuff. Yeah, so. I, you know what? I think you uh, may have accidentally stumbled upon a solution for Fox. You know, that 7 o'clock show has not been decided yet. Who's going to do that 7 o'clock show? I think just give it to Putin. <laughs> Just make it the now. You know, they, they can do a simulcast. Oh, wait, wait. I got to give the I got I got to give the old Rush Limbaugh line. He can't take the pay cut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Brad and Brit .com.